Many people struggle to pick books for Lent, but many more struggle to finish them. Now, I too know this struggle, but what if there was a way to guarantee, and yes, you heard right, guarantee you couldn't fail your spiritual reading this Lent? Look, by the end of this video, if you haven't quite figured out the secret, I'm just going to lay it out for you. Plus, if you're still struggling to figure out what to read for this Lent, I'm going to give you some help by sharing with you my reading list, so stick around to the end of the video. See, this all started when I was talking to a really good friend of mine the other day. We ended up discussing our plans for Lent and the usual practices came up, such as giving up sugar, television, social media, you know, the usuals. And then those things that we were planning on taking on to discipline the body and the mind. Things like working out, fastening, 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 fasting and abstinence, and of course, spiritual reading. Now, one thing stood out. My friend was convinced that he was going to fail at his spiritual reading during this Lent. And that got me asking, why do most people fail? And why was he convinced that he was going to fail? Now, if you know me, my house is literally filled with books. There is no room in this house for more books. My wife would disagree. But even though there's no shortage of books here, I have struggled with sticking to my spiritual reading plan during Lent in the past. But at times I've overcome it, and that was by strategy. See, most people approach reading during Lent, I think, the wrong way. We do not fail due to some lack of a cool 12-step convoluted plan. This is why we fail. I'm talking about making it so easy to read during Lent that failing would be unthinkable, unimaginable, inconceivable. Yeah. I've been flipping through the thesaurus on this one. Anyway, but just imagine that. A Lent with no way to fail. Well, enough setting up the why. Let's dive into how are we going to do this and what are we going to do. There are three pillars to the types of books that we're going to read done strategically to ensure we do not fail during Lent. First, let's discuss the three kinds of books. We've got fiction, nonfiction, and spiritual books. I can hear the complaints coming already. Dylan, I don't do fiction. I used to be just like that. Perhaps like me, you just at the moment don't see the value in reading fiction. But I think you're selling yourself short. Plus, you might be looking at it the wrong way. Let's just change our perspective. You are a human being, yes? Well, if you are a human being, then this fact is true. You need story and some kind of entertainment in your life. And let's be blunt. If you've got time to watch YouTube and Instagram videos, trust me, you've got time for fiction. So why should you read fiction? Well, it is the easiest way to replace another vice in your life. Whenever you feel the itch to turn on the television or scroll through YouTube or Instagram, fiction serves as an easy entertainment option while simultaneously engaging your mental faculty. So find something, anything that you are desperately willing to read, something unbelievably easy, be it a fantasy story, historical fiction, a spy book, though I would try to avoid the murder mysteries and the teenage soap opera garbage, something exciting and easy to pick up, maybe even a comedy book of some kind, uh, a recommendation like Jeeves and Wooster. If you've never heard of this, you need to look it up or maybe even a joke book, but the goal here is to have something that is almost binge-worthy and easily accessible at all times. 
That way, when the temptation arises, you've given yourself an easy alternative that is within reach. This is only step one, though, because what we're doing here is we're building the muscles and proving to ourselves that we can lift without overdoing it. Pro tip, engage the classics. What are the classics? Books that are proven to keep people engaged and have stood the test of time. And of course, I'll give you examples in my reading list at the end of the video. Moving on to nonfiction books, or as I like to call it, the books that sharpen the mind. These books focus on some type of personal development and self-improvement. Look, if you're going to be working out your body and strengthening your body, you might as well be strengthening the mind at the same time. My wife does this brilliantly. I remember when my wife first started working out, as she was gathering all of her things to go work out in the garage, she would pick up a book and take it with her. And I'm going, what is she doing with the book? And that's when it hit me. Incorporating reading into your workout routine, whether that's reading during rest periods like my wife does, or listening to an audiobook during exercises where reading isn't feasible, and I think like if you're using a rowing machine or something like that, your hands are engaged. But even then, if you don't want to do it simultaneously, treat it like a split workout. Some of you may be familiar with split workouts. What are they? It's a type of workout where you'll do one body part in the morning and one body part in the afternoon or the evening. These are called splits. But it's the same thing. You're just making your morning workout nonfiction reading. Even if it's just 20 minutes, get your workout in. Pro tip. If you use a highlighter or a pencil while reading, you will vastly increase your retention. This hack ensures you're engaging with the content more deeply. And this part, this stage two, is leveling up at its finest so that while we are disciplining the body, we are also sharpening the mind. Now, before we hit the third pillar, shout out to our newest patron, Damon Cochran. Damon, thank you so much for your generosity. I want you all to know it's because of patrons that this video and this podcast is even possible. I'm not going to ask you to like and subscribe and hit the bell, although you should do that. But I will ask you to not click off at the end of the video because I'm going to give you an opportunity to practice your Latin and show your thanks to our patrons by praying for them in Latin before you leave. Now, back to the episode. So on to pillar number three, which is spiritual reading. Now, I'm going to break this up into two different parts. The first and obvious one, you already know what I'm going to say. Many people start this, but very few continue it because they don't have a game plan for execution, which is reading their Bible. If you don't have a game plan, here's a simple one. Father Mike Schmidt offers an incredible program for reading the entire Bible in one year. Lent is a great time to start this practice. If you're not already, check out his program. Alternatively, you could practice Lectio Divina. For those unfamiliar with it, it is a structured method of reading and meditating on a specific verse of the Bible. It involves reading that scripture passage or scripture verse very slowly, even a couple of times, and then reflecting on its meaning, praying, and then, if God so wills it, to be drawn up into contemplation with him. Now, outside of the Bible, which is the second part of this, there are numerous options. Most notable, of course, are the Church Fathers and the Lives and Writings of the Saints. There is no shortage of incredible texts to choose from, which can be overwhelming, but I'll give you some options at the end of the episode. 
This should also be followed by reflection, meditation, and prayer. Now, I want to be very clear on this point. Always, always attach spiritual reading to daily prayer and meditation. Always. See, as a Catholic, we should be meditating for 15 minutes a day no matter what. And so if you're not already doing this, having both of these things side by side allows you to ensure that they get done. And by the way, I mean Catholic meditation, not this New Age nonsense of emptying one's mind with the goal of achieving and connecting with nothingness. Bunch of hogwash. So let's say I've just given these two options to you and you can't guarantee that you're going to get your scriptural reading in followed by meditation because you forgot your book at home or you're traveling or something interrupted your day, what have you. Well, here is something that you absolutely can do and I call it the backup. Consider reading the daily introit or the propers or the gospel of the day. My friends, this is so easy. You can use an app like iPieta. It's free and it's an easy addition to your morning offering so that you just make sure you get it done and out of the way. And then, of course, spend 15 minutes in prayer meditating on digesting this spiritual food that you've now brought to the Lord. This makes your 15 minutes of mental prayer a day so much easier because you have some subject matter to reflect on. You can take what you've read and ask God how this is applicable in your life today. It is one of my favorite customs to take a journal and a book with me to the Adoration Chapel. And that way I can read in front of our blessed Lord, I can pray with him, and I can record all of the spiritual consolations, if there are any, given to me during that time. Pro tip, set an alarm for yourself to go off every day at the same time and label it your spiritual reading followed by meditation. could just be 10 minutes of reading and 15 minutes of meditation or 10 minutes of reading and 10 minutes of meditation or 15 or 20 minutes, what have you. But set an alarm. Now, let's be honest. In the beginning, you may find this a challenge, especially in the first few days because, like I've mentioned, you are building the discipline of reading, of engaging this faculty altogether with these other two tiers of fiction and nonfiction. But as the body begins to quiet down, having been purged from the noise, the television, the social media, right, the bings and dings and all of this need for perpetual consumption, eventually what you discover is you have far more time than you realize especially to sit quietly with our Lord, pondering the truths of the faith and their application to our life. And you will know that you're making progress when you begin to desire this quiet time with our Lord, when you look forward to this time with our Lord. Because ultimately, all the spiritual reading is doing during Lent is you're fasting from these things so that you can draw closer to Him. You're removing the obstacles that are in the way, in a kind of way, building a bridge so that it's easier to come find him throughout the day. And that is the great gift of this great fast, is closeness with our Lord. So for those of you who stuck around to the end of the video, I've made this list available not only to my Patreon members, but also to all of you for free. The Patreon members will get an extensive list, 
but I will provide all of you for free a shorter version here. So just check the show notes for the link. And if you'd like to access the full version, you can do so by joining my Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Just remember that in this great fast, your focus determines your reality. Spiritual reading is easy to do, but for most of our life, it's just easier not to do it. So what's the secret to guaranteeing that you do not fail in your reading goals this Lent? The secret is to make your spiritual reading easier than everything else that you are doing. Make it so easy, it's laughable. Attach your reading to activities or practices that you're already doing without thinking. Things that you know you won't fail at. And once you've found the quiet, you'll find yourself longing for it. It is a simple yet effective strategy to ensure your success this Lent. Now, as is my custom, I'd like to finish this video by praying for all of our Patreon members, for their family members, for their intentions. So please join me now. It's an opportunity for you to practice your Latin and to thank them for making this video, this episode, possible. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in celi sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum fiat voluntas tua sicut in celo et in terra. Panem nostrum quotidianum da nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitimus debitoribus nostris, et nenos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos a malo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Iesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostre. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, sicuterat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. If you enjoyed this video, check out these other videos over here. Until our next episode, may God love you and Our Lady keep you.